and we're going to be looking at uh, verses 9 through 16 under sort of the title of Real Purity. Now this morning, um, Chris headed his talk on these first eight verses of Psalm 119, True Happiness, and address what characterises someone who possesses or is seeking to possess true happiness. So, as we begin this evening, let me first ask you all a question. Did you have a Happy New Year? Not yet. <laughs> no, you, 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 you heard me right. Uh, I know we're still in 2019, but did you have a Happy New Year? Now, if you weren't here on the last Sunday of last year, then... Um, uh, yes, understandably think I'm bonkers by asking you that question. <laughs> if you were here, but like me, most of the sermons that you've heard are long since blasted out of the memory, uh, then you're excused and that's understandable too. And to anyone who still has a vague recollection, uh, well that is really commendable and I know there's someone who, who, here who, who has because he's told me some of the, the points that were in it. But on that last Sunday of last year, last Sunday evening, we were looking at the title, How to Have a Happy New Year Look Forward. And we thought about the helpfulness of, of looking forward and thinking beyond time, thinking about our future resurrection from death. Um, if we are Christians trusting in the death and resurrection of Jesus. We thought about the outstanding prize for us, that upward call uh, to God. The encouragement to press on in our Christian lives, to keep on keeping on, was one of the things we considered. And we thought about some tips of how to do that. We should be cultivating a memory loss of all, all the unhelpful uh, things that have happened need to be set aside. And we need to avoid distractions. So, I ask again, did you have a happy new year? Well, you and I are here tonight. We're testimony to the fact that we've kept on in the faith. We've kept on keeping on with our walk with Jesus. And uh, I'm minded of, of the song, Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. Uh, his love endures forever. And by the grace of God, we will carry on. And we have carried on through another year. God's love endures forever and has endured toward us through the past year. But speaking for myself, and I expect speaking for you too, the year has not been happy beyond measure because throughout the year I've had many slips, trips and falls along the way. And this morning we were reminded that, that happiness escapes us uh, <clears throat> where sin holds sway. And Chris spoke for us all, didn't he, when he said um, that he's anything but happy when he sins. So sins of the past year have meant that the path that I've walked uh, and I venture the path that you've walked too has been anything but pure. And so we come to the start of another year uh, and I want it to be a happier year for us all. I want it to be a happier year for myself. Um, and so hopefully we'll find some encouragement in these, these, these few verses here from this psalm tonight. You already noted, as Elaine read it, that there are some of the desires and reflections of the psalmist in, in these verses we did consider this morning. They're repeated um, in, in verses 9 through 16. And there's nothing like repetition, is there, for um, reinforcing things on our minds and in our hearts. So we're looking tonight at um, real purity. Verse 9. How, well, two things as we begin. Let me read verse 9. How can a young man 
keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word. Now, two things to begin. First, real purity, it is and should be the goal and objective of, of every one of us. Uh, this isn't just for young men. It's not a matter of, uh, listen up, Doug, this is for you. Uh, but uh, it's not for the rest of us. Um, it is, and we're all aware, aren't we, that it is applicable to every one of us. The term young man might have been used here because the psalmist, when he wrote this, was actually himself a young man and he was musing to himself um, about his own uh, situation. Or it's possible that uh, the, the psalmist recognised that Perhaps young men in particular are more, are more headstrong and they're rushing to things uh, without necessarily stopping to think. They don't have the wisdom of, a, of an older head on their shoulders. So young men come to mind more readily than others. Remember that Paul wrote to Timothy, he charged him to flee youthful lust, didn't he? As though, as a young man, he faced particular temptations that uh, maybe others did not. And that said, I do remember a preacher in his 50s some years ago uh, when he preached on this, saying to the young men, don't uh, think it gets any easier as you get older. It doesn't. The fact is, all of us need to follow a path of purity. How can a young man keep his way pure? Stay on a path of purity. We're going to stay or stray. In, in using the phrase, keep his way pure. Uh, the psalmist is, is no way implying that his way is pure already. Um, it's anything but pure. We, we know that of ourselves, don't we? The NIV puts it this way. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? Um, and we see something of the, of the psalmist's desire and prayer. If you just glance down into um, verse 10 where he says... Uh, let me not wander from your commandments, or the NLV puts it, let me not stray. Now we thought a lot about holiness over these past weeks as Chris has been teaching us from, from Leviticus. Uh, <clears throat> Leviticus 20 verse 7, Consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Right to the Hebrews, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. We are urged to follow a path of purity, a, a path of holiness. That is what we as Christians should be seeking. So as we follow Jesus Christ in 2020, as regards to a path of purity, the question I ask you and I ask myself is, are we going to stay on a path or are we going to stray there's a lovely old hymn, isn't there? But it, it, it so explicitly describes what we are as Christians. Oh, to grace our greater debt a daily unconstrained to be. Let your goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I, leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above from the hymn Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing by Robert Robinson prone to wander am I going to stay or stray through 2020 and I was thinking about slips, trips and falls of 2019 
you know, when you use that phrase, it comes into your mind as a health and safety executive. I, I, I had a little picture of one of those um, health and safety guides, you know, slip, trips and falls and all the uh, things to do to prevent them. And, uh, yeah, it, it reminded me, that I thought when I was in employment, I ended up being director responsible for health and safety. Not that they did anything about it. I had staff to do that, but the, the buck stopped here. You know, I was I was the one going to prison if someone someone died, which uh, I was so glad when I retired. <laughs> um, you know, the most frequent of accidents. But all those helpful tips to avoid slips, trips, and falls. The need to take guard and make sure that accidents don't happen. And as Christians, we need to be taking guard. Um, he says here, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Um, we need to avoid sin by listening to and following God's directives, God's health and safety guidelines, as it were, um, for staying on a path of purity. And this morning, Chris asked us to consider a, a question. Um, it rang in my ears. How can I be pure in 2020? Tonight, and as far as real purity is concerned, I wanted to look at six helpful tips from these verses. Um, Psalm 108, for staying on and not straying from a path of purity. For taking guard, for, for binding our wandering hearts, as it were, to God, as Robert Robinson put it. So, think of this heading. Real purity, health and safety guidelines. Six helpful practices and we'll take them one by one but I've got seek, speak, store, rejoice, reflect, remember you can write them down as I go through them piece by piece but uh, those words aren't necessarily used explicitly in those verses some are, some are changed but they do um, they do mean the same but I, I felt they were easier for well certainly for me to remember I don't know about you six helpful practices seek speak, store, rejoice, reflect, remember. And they're not necessarily in that order in, in the passage, but again, it, it, I wrote them in different ways and I found I remembered them more easily in that way. So, seek, verse 10. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. <clears throat> One of the tips... Uh, last year for having a happy new year was to stay focused <clears throat> and the psalmist here is encouraging us to stay heart focused in seeking God remember God's word to his people through Jeremiah the prophet you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart and I will be found of you declares the Lord we tend to apply that text don't we to either unsaved people who want to find Jesus as saviour or um, or the backslider, as were the, the children of Israel who have been awakened to, to seek God and uh, seek him again. But it, it does have significance for followers of Jesus who want to do the right thing. It has significance for us for, for 2020. <clears throat> do we want to know the presence, the help and the guidance of Jesus every moment of every day. Now I think I hear a resounding yes in your minds. Um, but as Christians, well, yeah, we're all seeking Jesus. We're all striving to follow in his steps. 
but what the psalmist writes here is not just about seeking it, it's about attitude we, we had that in, the, in our verse this morning too didn't we in, in verse 2 if you look back into verse 2 of Psalm 119 uh, blessed are those who keep his testimonies who seek him with their whole heart it is about uh, attitude have we really grasped the importance of, of seeking Jesus wholeheartedly when we come to read our Bibles, when we, we come to church and listen to sermons, do we do it with hearts and minds fully focused on, on God, on, on Jesus? Or are there 101 other distractions that keep us from this? As a young youngster, I used to sing in Sunday school a, an old hymn of Francis Ridley Havergal, true-hearted, whole-hearted, faithful and loyal, uh, King of our lives, by thy grace we will be. I don't know whether any of you know that, I've never heard of it, there's a lot of blank looks here. Maybe it's a South of England thing. Um, <coughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's about wholeheartedness in following in following God. But, um, but it says, you know, by God's grace that would be. Well, maybe we should be asking God, by his grace we'll be wholeheartedly seeking him through 2020 and we all know that if we do a job half-heartedly we won't get the best result Uh, and it's the same when it comes to seeking God whether in church or our private prayer or our bible reading and the consequences of half-heartedness well we're at risk of wandering from God's directives that's uh that's what the psalmist says here with my whole heart I seek you let me not wander from your commandments half-heartedness is that where it puts us at risk of wandering from God's commandments that's most certainly how the psalmist sees it our seeking God in 2020 needs to be very deliberate and wholehearted searching second helpful tip helpful practice speak verse um, I'm jumping down to verse 13 here um, with my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth declare I, I view speak because it, it's another S word and it follows on from seek to speak aid memory but uh, with my lips I will declare all the rules of your mouth we need to be people we need to be Christians who are speaking out the rules that God has spoken, whether that's, as we know, through his prophets, through his son Jesus, or through men, holy men moved by the Holy Spirit to write those words in our uh, scriptures. We need to speak those things out. But we're thinking about here about how this is going to benefit us to our staying on and not straying from a path of purity. I'd say three Three ways of speaking. Uh, Speaking to ourselves. Um, The NIV puts it this way. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. Now we know, don't we, every one of us is tempted when we're drawn away uh, by our own hearts from from God's truth. And our own evil desires hold, hold sway in our lives. We need to recite God's rules in our minds. <clears throat> or recite them out loud if need be. Shout them out, I would say, if needs be. Um, we need to go over them again and again 
in detail. It's, it's so helpful, isn't it, to memorise scripture so that in those times of temptation, by God's grace, we can have that instant recall of reciting his laws. They, they become a check to our sinning. We need to speak out, declare God's rules to ourselves um, in our own minds. It might be a check against our sinning. But we need to speak them out to others as well. Um, I think when friends or so-called acquaintances, so-called friends, want you to join them in sinful activities, be bold and, and tell them why you will not participate, why you want no part in, in crude joking or whatever else it might be. Remember when Paul wrote to the Ephesians, for this to say was, Sexual immorality and in all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness or foolish talk or crude joking which are out of place. Instead, let there be thanksgiving. Does let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of these things, the wrath of God comes on the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. It's shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We need to understand the rules of God's mouth uh, and declare them. Declare them to others. Perhaps for their correction, their benefit, ultimately something to shake them, to seek God, but also as a help to ourselves to withstand uh, those temptations that come through our friends, um, our colleagues. So we need to speak them out to our, ourselves, to others. I'd say speak them out to the devil and his angels. You know, when those principalities, those powers that are there, the rulers of darkness, um, are there to uh, tempt us and worry us and uh, lead us to sinful things. Um, I think of the example of the Lord Jesus, our Saviour, when he was being tempted in the desert. Uh, what did he do when the devil tempted him? He quoted scripture. He said, it is written. Remember when the, the devil said to him, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, uh, and they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot. Jesus said, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When he was tempted too, to uh, worship uh, the devil, he said, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God quoted the scriptures he told them out and we need to be filled with those scriptures to speak them out in those kind of situations too that we can stand and resist uh, in those times of temptation so we need to seek and speak and a third uh, helpful practice is to store, store up God's word in our hearts. Verses 11 and 12. I have stored up your word in my, in, in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. I wonder what do you like to accumulate? Um, what do you a collector of? What do you squirrel away in boxes in your cupboards and hidey holes? Um, we store things up in the knowledge that a day is going to come when we will need that article or packet of food or whatever. Um, although I had a friend, he had uh, boxes in his garage marked 
spare plugs and broken plugs for spares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he ever used the broken plugs for spares. Uh, he's, he's died now. But, um, yeah, we can squirrel things away and store them up and actually they've no use nor ornament for us. Um, but we do like to store things for that time when we will need it. And there, and, and there are times when we need things that we, we, we set aside. But in this case, we certainly need to do this. We need to store up God's word in our hearts because uh, it says to the psalmist, it's going to be an aid to help us not sin against God. We need it to keep us on that path of purity that we wouldn't sin. We can't speak out the rules of God. Remember that second point. We can't speak out the rules of God if they're not stored up in our hearts really in the first place. The Holy Spirit can't bring to our minds scriptures that God has given us for our, our help and instruction if we haven't read them and grasped them wholeheartedly and stored them away in our minds and in our hearts. We need to store up God's word. It will be so helpful. And what will be the consequence of storing up God's word? It will lead to praise, amongst other things. The psalmist goes on to say, um, Blessed are you, praise praise be to you, O Lord. Um, not only does it lead to him praising God, but it leads to a, a real desire to know more and more. He exclaims here, uh, Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. He wants to know more. We saw this morning, didn't we, uh, the acknowledgement of our ignorance. Um, one of Chris's points was a truly happy Christian is someone who knows their ignorance. Um, and in their ignorance they listen to God. And they yearn and cry to God to teach them his statutes. And I ask myself and I ask you, is this true? Is this true of me? Is this true of you? Are we... Are we crying out to God to, for him to teach us his statutes? <clears throat> because we need them. We need it stored away in our hearts that we might not sin against him. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. I, I'm a lost cause, except you teach me, Lord. I'm a lost cause, except you teach me. A fourth helpful practice is to rejoice. Verse 14. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. Or as the NIV puts it, I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. Judith and I played Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on Christmas Day with uh, with some of her family members. It was a, a DVD game on the, on the telly. It was a, a lot of fun. Um, a lot of Chris Tarrant comments. Um we made 16 grand and then lost it all. So I'll buy our one. <laughs> anyway, you may or may not want to be millionaires with all the associated trappings that come with such wealth. Uh, it might be something that you would delight in. Wealth isn't wrong in itself. It's only the misplaced love of money that's wrong. Um, Tim Keller wrote in his book, Generous Justice, Wealth That's Hoarded Rots the Soul. It's food for thought there. But we see here that following in God's way brings joy as much, if not more so, uh, than all the riches of the world. 
In your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches, says the psalmist. And it's um, a good reason to think probably the psalmist did have uh, many good things, many riches. Uh, and our, our faith uh, and love for God is a are riches in themselves, aren't they? We think of Jesus' teaching about finding the kingdom of God, uh, likened to the, the merchant in searching uh, fine pearls, and he found that one of great value and went and sold all he had and bought it. Uh, our faith itself is worth more than all these uh, great riches. Um, but so it is um, knowing God, having a joy in God should exceed any amount of joy that we might have in earthly temporal things good as they are but you see joy doesn't come from just knowing God's word uh, he says here in um, in verse 14 he says it's in the way of your testimonies I delight it comes through living them out in our lives, not just knowing about them. And again, we can search our hearts and say, you know, is that so? Are we living out God's laws, God's ways? Um, and in so doing, is it giving us great joy in doing that? Or is it, is it something we do grudgingly and um, rather reluctantly? Just question our motives and our attitudes um, in how we seek to serve our God and Saviour. Which brings me to helpful practice number five, which I've called Reflect. Verse 14. Um, sorry, verse 15. I will meditate on your precepts, precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. The NIV uses the term meditate and consider. Uh, New King James says, meditate and contemplate. That sense of thinking about and reflecting on um, God's word. All of these these words, consider, contemplate, meditate, reflect, they, they imply, <coughs> excuse me, they an, imply an unhurried and careful thinking about God's word and his rules for walking a path of purity. Now, eventually, we're, we're all readers of our Bibles, even if it isn't every day and as regularly as we intend. Uh, but I ask you this, are we, are we meditators? It, it was so helpful some months ago, um, might even be years ago now, when, when Chris took us through the benefit of, of praying through Scripture, praying through a, a psalm, pausing and carefully thinking about each verse, what it was saying, what it meant for us. We nearly managed it this morning, <laughs> but for technology. Um, but it was so good. We need to be meditators. Later on in this Psalm 119, uh, verse 97, we read uh, the psalmist saying this, Oh, how I love your law. I, I meditate on it all day long. The benefit of meditation. And by doing that, um, we do that. So we're ready to listen to what God is saying to us. We're not just charging on and reaping no benefit from the things that we're reading. We need to meditate and reflect. We need to take time to be holy, to pursue holiness, 
uh, we're going to sing that as our final hymn. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. It does, doesn't it? And we, we rush on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. I don't spend anywhere near enough time in secret with Jesus alone. And uh, <coughs> I'm sure perhaps we all feel the same way too. And then finally a sixth a helpful practice. Remember. Remember. Verse 16. I, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. I'm sorry if last year we were encouraging you to cultivate memory loss. Because <laughs> um, uh, now I'm asking you to remember. But See, the memory loss last year was to do with forgetting what is behind all those slips, trips and falls. We don't want to be dwelling on those um, sins that we've confessed that have been forgiven. No, forget those. But as we go forward into 2020, we need to uh, uh, stay on that path of purity by cultivating a good memory of God's word. It's a bit like helpful practice number three, storing, storing it up in, in, in our minds. Um, but it's more than just kind of a, a memory. Um, some of the other um, t- translations use the word neglect. I will not neglect your word rather than um, forget. And it's a bit like that. We can't have, it's no good to use having things in our storehouse if we're going to neglect to use them. And... Uh, I will not neglect your word. That is, I'll remember it and I'm going to put it into practice as I, as I go through the year. Such should be our joy and delight in God's word that the last thing in our minds is that we would neglect it. So I'm going to seek wholeheartedly. I'm going to speak. I'm going to tell out uh, the truths, the laws of God. I'm going to store it away in my heart. I'm going to rejoice. In, in all God's uh, way, the way of following in God, following in his ways. And I'm going to reflect, I'm going to think, I'm going to, going to meditate on it. And I'm going to remember, I'm not going to neglect God's word. Seek, speak, store, rejoice, reflect, remember. So in conclusion, as we, as we come to the end of this last Sunday of 2019, um, Think about not just these verses here, but from verse 1 to 16. True blessing and real purity. As we think about these helpful guidelines, well, however good and helpful that they are, my prayer is that God would keep us from a, from a pharisaical, a ritualistic, a mechanical approach to them, which could be such a temptation, isn't it? Well, I've done it, I've done it. But it needs to be born out of... Uh, our motivation needs to be one of love for God. Um, mindful of all he's done to save us. And just grouping together one of those points from Chris's sermon this morning and, and what we thought about this evening under this title of, of true blessing and real purity. May, may we so love God that true happiness for us is doing God's will and staying on a path of purity. May we so love God that true happiness for us is doing God's will and staying 
on a path of purity. So may our expectation of heaven, thinking back to last year, that prize, our outward call, be our focus. May we want to be like him now, or at least as holy and as pure as a safe sinner can be, as we long for a day when we shall at last be like him, and then truly experience real purity. Well, may God help us. Let us pray. <clears throat> our Father, our God, as we pause now, we we pray that your word to us today might indeed have take root and be effectual in our hearts and our minds. Lord, that we might uh, love you um, and find true happiness in in uh, keeping your word. Lord, that we might. Uh, acknowledge our ignorance and just desire to know more and more that you would teach us uh, your statutes Lord we pray that uh, you would help us to do these things to uh, walk in your ways to store up your word in our hearts to not neglect it Lord help us to be wholehearted in all that we, we do in seeking to follow you Lord keep us from lethargy Lord, we acknowledge our frailty, our humanness. Uh, Lord, we just ask that you might uh, take our hearts and seal them. Seal them from your courts above, Lord. Give us, empower us, uh, and grant us great measures of your grace that we might walk worthy of our Saviour and our God through 2020. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, let's stand and sing. this old hymn of, of William Longstaff, Take Time to Be Holy. It always seems, always a bit dubious about this, though, take time to be holy, as though uh, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to turn on and this, this holiness thing. But we, we know we're not ever pure and, and holy. But rather, as you sing it, think of it, well, take time to pursue holiness and follow after that which... Uh, without it no man will see the Lord so let's take time to be holy and think about prayerfully as we sing